When the devil came, he was not red. He was chrome, and he said, Come with me. You must go. So I went. Where everything was clean, so precise and towering. I was welcomed with open arms. I received so much help in every way. I felt no fear. I felt no fear. The air was crisp, like sunny late winter days, a springtime yawning high in the haze. And I felt like I belonged. Come with me. Come with me. Come with me. It's Extra Crispy, a podcast of curious conversations on culture, creativity, and spirituality with me, your host, Crispin Schroeder. I have not released a podcast in a few months. I've been missing doing this, and I have tried on numerous occasions to get something coherent together, and most of those podcast episodes have gone into the trash, but today I am coming back to podcasting. (laughs) at least with this one episode, and I want to talk about what I talk about on here, creativity, culture, and spirituality. And I want to jump off of a song that has really been uh, speaking to me lately, and I quoted that song at the beginning of this. It is the song called Hell is Chrome by Wilco. I want to play a little clip of the song because as a songwriter myself, I do believe lyrics are powerful when they're by themselves, but they are also meant to be attached to music. So for the full impact, it is good to hear the the, the music in its context. And I, I believe, as I've said on many occasions, that sometimes the greatest windows into wisdom and truth and to seeing the world uh, in a different way and perhaps with more clarity come to us oftentimes from art, literature, music. And I believe that's the case. And and um, I just want to offer a caveat uh, that as a songwriter myself, I know that once I release a song into the world, no matter how I intended the song, Um, or what inspired me to write it. Uh, Once you release it out into the world, people are going to interact with that and uh, hear it in their own way. So I don't want to pretend that this is actually Jeff Tweedy's understanding of the song. I'm just saying how these lyrics are hitting me. Um, But let's listen to a clip of this song, Hell is Chrome, and then I want to share a few thoughts. When the devil came, he was not red. He was chrome, and he said, Come with me. You must go. So I went.
When you think of the devil or hell or demons, what, what comes to mind? Uh, likely, you, you probably have, if you live in the West, you've probably inherited all the imagery that, that comes from Dante and med- medieval paintings. Uh, if you've ever looked at like the paintings of Hieronymus Bosch, they are some trippy, evil, crazy-looking stuff. I don't know what kind of drugs he was on. I don't want to mess with those drugs. <laughs> but needless to say, we end up with this conception of of Satan as this guy that's red with horns, maybe a cape and a pitchfork, and you know, some something that's that's obviously evil. Something that, you know, like when you encounter Satan, you would actually know it. I think the power of this song, Hell is Chrome, which came off of Wilco's 2004 album, A Ghost is Born, is that Jeff Tweedy crafts these lyrics and, and pairs it with this really good music from Wilco that gets at the seductive nature of evil. And whether you actually believe in, in, in the devil or not, I think even believing in the devil as a metaphor for evil, that oftentimes the devil doesn't come to us dressed in red. It's not obvious. He doesn't look satanic. <laughs> doesn't look like, uh, you know, some of these satanic metal bands that began to pop up in the 80s. <laughs> When the devil came, he was not red, he was chrome, and he said, Come with me. What if the devil comes to you in chrome? (laughs) I think this is such a brilliant image of the devil. Think about chrome for a moment. Chrome is shiny, it looks good. I've got a motorcycle in my garage, which I need to get around to repairing. But it's got a bunch of chrome on it, and that chrome looks amazing. When you shine it up, it it looks beautiful. If you see an old classic 57 Chevy with chrome bumper and mirrors, that makes it look, it just pops. But the thing about chrome is that chrome is merely an overlay. It's like gold plating. Chrome does not indicate the substance that it covers. It just covers it up. And it covers it up in something that is shiny and mirror-like. You can see your own reflection in it. And I think that this speaks of how the devil often comes confirming our own biases. The devil often comes to us not looking like everything we hate but perhaps what we love and what we want and what we desire. 
And this is the seductive nature of evil. When the devil came, he was not red, he was chrome, and he said, Come with me, you must go. So I went where everything was clean, so precise and towering. It seems to me that because of the anxiety of the times in which we are living, with the global pandemic, with a political circus going on in this country with protest and social unrest with economic hardship and high rates of unemployment that people feel very vulnerable and rightly so. (laughs) And it is in these moments, oftentimes if you look back through history where Oftentimes, that's where the devil has a heyday, so to speak. We are offered an answer. We are offered a system of belief. We are offered something that does away with nuance, which confirms our biases, which invites us to be a part of a group of people where we don't have to be afraid, where we can feel like we belong. And we are so often tempted to take the bait when the devil comes looking like Chrome and not like Satan. We hear the invitation, we follow, we go to a place where everything is clean and precise and towering, where we are welcomed with open arms and where we receive help in many ways. It doesn't feel like the devil and it sure does not feel like hell, at least initially. (laughs) When I look at the world today, I see the madness of crowds of people (laughs) on the right, on the left, people are very anxious and there is a temptation to give up free thinking, to give up critical thinking to just for the sake of the comfort of being welcomed into groupthink and and not having to dig into the nuance of things, not having to deal with the actual complicated issues on the ground, but rather to join the mob, to fit in to do away with the complexity of the issues we are facing to make them precise and clean and and all these things that we want get answered at least temporarily when we look back historically at the rise of fascism in germany and hitler it is just mind-boggling to think that a nation could get to that point. But I have experienced what it's like to be with a group of people where everybody is together, agreed upon the same ideology, defining 
itself against other groups and other people. And I know that there is very few times in my life where I felt such a sense of unity and belonging. But I watch these videos of Hitler with the thousands of people in the stadiums and the bands and the Hitler youth. I watch it and I, I, I get it. I get the power of it. Or you can look at the Bolshevik revolution that created the Soviet Union and overthrew the czars. The promise was we're going to make everyone equal. And yet the communist revolutions that happened, the Soviet Union, the cultural revolution in China, the killing fields in Cambodia, these were responsible of the deaths of tens of millions of people last century. But there was some, something seductive on the front side. It didn't look hellish on the front side. It looked like chrome. It looked like a, a way of simplifying everything into black and white, us versus them, and where people surrendered their autonomy to groupthink. When I look at the world today... I'm worried that this is where we seem to be heading in this country. And the symptoms of it is that it just, it feels like people are just becoming increasingly irrational or just giving up hope that, that you can even work with people that see things differently than you. But ideological unity, as powerful as it may feel in the moment is a house of cards. You know, when I look at the friends in my life, I've got friends from so many different backgrounds. Uh, but the, the, the one thing that is, is, is interesting about all of my friends, many of us have very different views on things. And sometimes we get into heated arguments. Sometimes these friends of mine call me on my bullshit. Sometimes I'm calling them on their bullshit. And I appreciate that. <laughs> but when you get into groupthink, when you get into ideological unity, that unity only exists as long as you agree with the ideology. The moment that you begin to question anything, now you are ostracized, you are canceled, you are publicly shamed. And every week, it seems like I'm, I'm seeing another story about someone who is getting canceled. Perhaps for something they tweeted a decade ago or some video clip that came out 20 or 30 years ago uh, that is resurfacing. If you don't toe the party line, you now become an enemy. People lose when they get into this kind of group think us versus them. They lose generosity. They lose respect for anyone that doesn't match that ideology. I'm concerned right now because I believe that there are issues in our world that really need some actual conversations and yet, because people are becoming so siloed into their 
camps getting so caught up in groupthink that you can't actually have an honest conversation because even the very words that we have become accustomed to using over the years, even the words, the definitions are changing in real time and are meaning different things to different people. But when the chrome finally does wear off, and it will wear off, we will wake up to an actual hellish existence which we willingly participated in making happen, though it didn't even seem like it at the time we were being seduced by it. When the devil came, he was not red, he was chrome, and he said, come with me. Right now, the seduction of the crowds the seduction of ideological unity is calling out to us like a siren song. And we would do well to wake up and pay attention, to instead open our ears to the voice of wisdom, to guard our hearts from letting fear and anxiety let us violate the core truths within us of love and compassion and humility and trust. Thanks for listening to Extra Crispy.